let's descend the podcast into a bit of chaos. More chaos. More chaos. That electric moment when a ball hits the back of the net. Unbelievable game. Two great teams going at it. Compared to the other three beside him, he just looks like the new cafe or something. We are making a documentary about how shit our club is. <laughs> VR is bullshit. Who is the biggest cheater in football tonight? Harry Kane, without a fucking doubt. Without a fucking doubt. Hello and good evening. Welcome back to the Football Babble. Myself, Phil, uh, Cousin Mud, and Brenton are here. Hello, lads. Good evening. Good evening. Um, there was it was weird. There was only there was only seven games in the Premier League this this weekend, but it felt like because the way it was staged out that there was just no real football happening. We're only going to touch briefly on Arsenal. Um, obviously, Mud's here. Nice for him to talk about Arsenal. Still top of the Premier League. Still doing very well this season. <clears throat> And then we're going to move to talk about Todd Bowley's all-star idea and maybe a few things around it and around football, around English football that maybe we need to look at and a little bit of a debate possibly from there. It's not going to be a fully long episode as well this week. It's only going to be a shortish one, so around 35, 40 minutes. So, um, yeah, we'll get stuck into it. Johnny, uh, Arsenal yesterday... Like you look at that twelve o'clock away to Brentford, especially after last year, Brentford after where Brentford started this year, Ivan Tony gets his England call up. Looked like it was going to be really tricky, tough game. The just trying to bounce back from the last game where they, where they lost, obviously to Man United three one, and they bounced back pretty comfortably. It's I'm, I'm not I'm not trying to start it right here, but it, it's weird seeing Arsenal do this. <laughs> nah, nice kick about with the boys, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, can I just say? The Man United game, I haven't been on to talk. I don't think well, none of us have been on to talk about it, Paul, since then. I don't think. Um, well, what do you have, actually? I don't think we should have lost that game, but we'll not dwell too much on it. Um, yes, Arsenal played very well yesterday, um, especially when they were missing Shinchenko and Martin Odegaard, who's been fantastic, obviously, so far this season. Um, we have a new Vieira, who stepped in and played very well and scored a very good goal. So, I mean, I suppose that's the difference between Arsenal this year and last year. You know, if you lost somebody like Odegaard or... in last year, we lost Tierney. We were kind of struggling at left-back, and now we've we've options. Um, and we didn't really seem to miss them yesterday, which was a bit of a relief. Um, yeah, it is weird, to tell you the truth, us sitting top of the league, um, especially near the end of September. <laughs> it's uh, it's nice, like, but it, it, won't, it won't last, like, I, I think... The Man City juggernaut is just absolutely ridiculous this year. And, you know, Haaland's made a fucking dick out of me, to be quite honest, like, hasn't he? <laughs> well, yeah. I think we all thought yeah. that was going to happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we were frustrating. <laughs> I was really hoping he would have popped. <laughs> nah, it, on Arsenal, though. I know you touched on it there, like it's not going to last, blah, blah, blah. But <clears throat> where, when does expectations from pre-season change to what do you think is going to happen this year? Like, you obviously, you know, expect Arsenal to challenge for top four, but when does that change to be, like, not only challenge for top four, but potentially stay in a bit of a title race? Has that started to change yet, or is it still like, no, let's see how we get to maybe 
to the World Cup and see what happens after that. Oh, oh no, absolutely not. I do not think we're title contenders at all. Um, I think if you get to maybe towards mid-end of March and you're still sort of in it, then you can kind of be like, yeah, we're title contenders. Um, no, it's way, way too early. I think Arsenal's aim this year is Champions League. You know, first, second, third, or fourth spot. Um, that that's that's the aim, really. Uh, it would be absolutely lovely to finish first, but I can't really see that happening this year. Um, I still think we're still a bit short on some positions. Like Thomas Partey gets injured, and you know, Lukonga's a decent replacement. He still has to learn a lot. You could see that from the Man United game. Um, we're sort of ghost whenever Partey's not playing, but um. To be fair to Grant Xhaka, he's been outstanding this season. You have to give credit where credit's due. Um, and I had said on this podcast before that I thought we should sell him. But he's done very well. Can't, he's, you know, when you hold your hands up and say players absolutely had, you know, he's rejuvenated himself. He's been fantastic. You know, this is probably the Xhaka that Arsenal thought they were getting, what, six, seven years ago. Um, but it's good, it's good to see, you know, him play well and the team play well. There seems to be a different bond in the team this year. They're they're more together. It's it's not like the way it was before where you had the Brazilians, the likes of William and going off all the other Brazilians and you know there was groups and have talked about this within the Arsenal team in the past and Ozil and his group and that's all gone now. Everyone seems to be together and in this to try and achieve something with Arteta. So it's it's just nice to have a, a team that can compete and play good football and exciting football and you're actually not dreading the thought of you know going away to Burnley and hoping we we'll actually get a draw or something you know it's yeah we're going away to teams now like going away to Brentford last year you know we got beat there and I was going into the game this weekend thinking we're going to win this I, I just can't see Brentford beating us you know our defense is so much better than what it was and that's been like Ben White's went the right back and we said after the first game of the season he was a bit ropey, but he's definitely got a whole lot better playing that position. Uh, William Saliba is the best defender in the world. I don't hear no more about it. So, um, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's exciting times. We've, we've a great team, and I think we'll probably add to it in January because I do think we need a centre mid, and we probably need someone to play out wide with, uh, with Saka to give him a rest from time to time because he's played so many games over the last couple of years, and he's still only, what, 21, so... We, we do need some cover in that position. Like. Sorry, Brent, go ahead. So I was just going to say, you might need another midfielder, like a party, like you just don't know what's going to happen as well. Like, Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Because... Like, you know, you were saying how important he is, and obviously we know the stories around it, like, but um, he, he has been, has made a very good start for Arsenal. Like, so um, that, if anywhere, as you say, like if, if one person gets injured or isn't able to play for one reason or the next. Um, that's where, like Arsenal have been brilliantly and really good to watch too. But when you <clears throat> like take one of their you know main starters out, um, that's where the difference comes. I think with City. Um, yeah, absolutely. I, I totally agree. Like yeah. Gabriel Jesus is on four yellow cards already. One more, and he has a suspension. So uh, when he is out of the team. You know who played? I don't know Eddie and Kedia can play there, but I don't think Kedia will have the same impact that Jesus has. Like Jesus has not only only been fantastic individually, but as a leader as well. Not that Chen and Shinchenko have brought in like that 
winning champions mentality you know not not that Arsenal are you know going to be champions or anything but I mean their mentality is completely different to the players that are probably already at the club and now they're seeing their mentality and thinking right that's where we want to be so eventually and I guess we'll pick up another yellow card over the next month or so uh, next game is obviously Spurs at home so we have them for that game which is good then we have Liverpool yeah and then so, Leeds so it's a there's a tough Tough run of games coming up here, so I think this will really show what Arsenal are made of. I think it's a good point you make about Jesus, though, um, not just being not just like the way he's playing, but like his leadership and stuff, and just how it's being, um, you know, how it's coming across um, in off the pitch. Because before the weekend, there, I, I couldn't believe this because I just thought. Jesus has had such a positive impact on Arsenal, but before the weekend, he had the exact same stats as Marcus Rashford this season in terms of goals and assists. And in my head, I just thought there's no way those two are that close. Like Jesus has made a much much better start. He's had a much bigger impact on Arsenal um, than to have the same amount of goals and assists as Rashford this season. So it shows you like how you know. Yes, he's he's made a good start in terms of scoring and assessing goals, but also like on the overall. I don't know what you would describe it as, like uh, attitude of the team or um, just the general impact he's had. Um, it's as if he was the missing piece, you know, both obviously in terms of scoring goals, but also just you know, blending the squad into into a collective as well. Um, I, th- I think he's been as important doing that uh, as you know, obviously being their number nine. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I suppose what like the perspective of just the general public is Hazard's had a great start. Maybe Rashford hasn't. When they both probably have had you know in terms of stats equally as good. And Rashford has had a good start to the season. There's no doubt he's scored goals. Um, but I think you're right as a collective group. I think Arsenal are just you know. They're a year or two ahead of their development, maybe than what Man United are, for example. Yeah, Ten Hag just came in, and you know he's trying to change the mentality of that football club. Um, especially the fact that they were trying to get rid of Ronaldo in the summer, but you know just nobody would take him. But no doubt he'll go uh, next summer. But I mean, we gotta just um, we gotta enjoy it while we're we're doing well. And I think even the fans <clears throat> have recognised that this team is definitely a lot different than what it was a few years ago. Like. You, you wouldn't, and this is not to take a dig at Chelsea, but like Aubameyang, you would not have seen that sort of leadership from him when he was at Arsenal and captain. We've said that many times. Um, uh, and on the other side, note, I think it's kind of funny that Aubameyang only got one game under Tommy Touche, but <laughs> we'll, not, uh, we'll not open those wounds, Brandon. Um, but yeah, we, we've had a great start <laughs> to the season. We just got to gotta enjoy it while we're, while we're there. And, you know, I think when we finish in the top four this year, I'll be delighted. Um Maybe a nice week cup run as well would be lovely, but we'll take it back into the Champions League because I think that's how you really attract, you know, that those next level of players to really take the club on. So I think that's what we need to do now. Um, yeah, I like. I think I definitely said this to you before, Johnny. If not honor, but um, offer that <clears throat> Arteta had reminded me of times of what he what Klopp was doing at Liverpool when he first came in. There was a lot of bodies that, and it's not really. As mentioned, as much that Klopp had to get rid of, and he sort of subtly did it. Whereas Arteta is, seems a bit ruthless. 
um, that absolutely fiery Spanish in him, <clears throat> Basque even in him. Uh, they get rid of players, and 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 you can see the fruit of that now. Like there, there was times last year where there was a spell Arsenal went on where they looked like one of the best teams in the league, and then they went through a spell where they looked like one of the not one of the worst, but a mid-table team, and that sort of that cost them in the end. Whereas this year, it definitely does feel different. That you're not going to get that. They're not going to go the rest of the year unbeaten or anything. I'm not saying that, but they might go through a spell where <clears throat> they might lose one of the next two games, but bounce back immediately again, which they've shown obviously after the United results. So it is. It's certainly they're they're in the mix this year. They're going to be for teams like well, we all think Man City are going to run away with it, but the likes of Liverpool, Chelsea, whoever Spurs afterwards, Arsenal's right in that mix now and deservedly so. I will just pull you on one point. Uh, you you said Joel Maddox's name wrong instead of William. You said William Saliba instead of Joel Maddox is the best defender in the world. And I don't know how you got that wrong, but but fair play to Johnson. Um, We've touched on the Arsenal. That'll do us for the weekend's football. The mutant scored again for Man City. Look, I think he's on, was it, this is thousandth goal already this season or something stupid. Whatever, right? We get it. You're massive. You're good at football. Fuck off and leave me alone. Um, but on actually, what, <clears throat> sorry, yes, Spurs, Spurs won, was it 5 2? 6 2? 6 2. 6 2. Just needs. Son scored a hat trick. Um, and God love him. You know, he obviously was going through a lot because he was missing chances and his teammates all got around him and it was cringy as fuck. Um, so on to the, yeah, what we want to talk about tonight, Todd Bowley and not just Todd Bowley, but the, the idea of potentially an all-star game um, type thing going on. Now, Brenton, obviously you'll have a vested interest in this more than, more than me and Jonathan, obviously, because big Todd's out there slinging ideas around. Like, I don't know what. He's worse than Garth Brooks. Um, but I, Jonathan, you, you like, you, you like some, uh, yes, you like some American sports. Brent has an interest in some American sports. I have an interest in a lot of American sports, as does Stephen Paddy. It's, it was to be expected that Todd, I think, was going to say something and come up with some sort of ideas. I didn't think he'd do it this early, fresh after boofing uh, European Cup winning manager Thomas Tuchel into the skip, like five days or whatever day, many days it was beforehand. He comes out with, and I think it was, I think what is unfair is that people just jumped all over it as if it's absolutely insane. It isn't completely insane, but we'll get touched on in a minute, comes out with an all-star idea. They do this, obviously, in America. Everybody knows about this in American sports. The NBA one, uh, even, sorry, there's a Pro Bowl in, um, in NFL, and there's the all-star game in baseball as well. It's all sort of mid-season stuff. The NBA one's probably the one that maybe people here might know the most. Uh, no, and t- team, Players pick teams, whatever, and blah, 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 and they have an exhibition game, whatever. Now, Todd's thing was to get it in, and he what I didn't like was, I think he used... Oh, but we'll be able to raise money for the lower down the game. I think that was a cop out, to be honest, by Todd to try and sweeten the deal. I'd have preferred if he just went, "Fuck it, we need to do something with this TV money. Why don't we start filtering down the pyramid? People are still going to get paid at the high end of football. There's too much money at the high end of football. We all know that. There's no reason why it can't get filtered down. But I didn't like that part of it. I just want to know, Bretton, you go first here. I know John, you're eager to jump in. I can tell in the background. What did you make of this? Like Todd Bowley's now the owner of Chelsea. He's had a he's had a weird enough three weeks. Uh, yeah, eventful, definitely, um, to say the least. I right first first of all, I think he was speaking 
at a leadership conference in New York and he was asked the question. So I don't think he, rightly or wrongly, had thought about how how quickly and how um, mainstream it would get over to the British media and um, you know pundits etc and how much the idea would blow up um, like I don't think he has carefully thought about how this is going to be structured and um, you know I think he was kind of just spitballing if you will ideas that they had discussed but this by no means is uh, you know a clear you know idea that they're going to implement you know this year or next year I think um, he was asked the question and he was thinking out loud if you will now I think that's it's kind of silly because he should know that um, people are you know listening always and um, things can be picked up and sound bites and um, the way social media is now um, like Neville really annoyed me when he got straight on saying first of all not a peep about the Glazers since United have won a few games and he jumped straight on Twitter um, that day saying uh, I keep saying it but the quicker we get a regulator the better US investment is at present danger to the permanent and fabric of the game they just don't get it and think differently they don't stop until they get what they want now he is coming from a very personal point of view there because he's talking about the Glazers and we don't know like I think Bowley has been very honest since he's come here and I don't think he has threatened the English game really um, I think he, 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 you won't know as much about this, obviously, as I do. But he, you know, he's been very good around the club. Um, you know, it was a obviously a controversial decision for Thomas Tuchel to go. Some people will agree, some people won't um, with that decision, which is fair enough. Um, I don't think there's, you know, um, he's not coming from a bad place at all. I think he's he's investing um, heavily in an English club, in English football in general. It's a very, very different situation from the Glazers. And we don't know enough about Bowley and Clearlake to group them in with with the likes of the Glazers yet. I think that's a very important point. Um, and that's what Neville's doing. He's, he's basing his opinion about the new Chelsea owners solely on the Glazers. And I don't think it's right to do that. Now... <coughs> The, the idea is a completely different issue. Um, I mean, I think there there are things I don't mind it as a general idea. To be honest, I, I don't. I'm not overly excited by it. I don't think like we need it. Um, but as you said during the week um, in our in our group, I, I don't know if we need some of the other competitions that we already have. Yeah, um, and can we? If it is a way to to filter money down uh, the football permit and, and improve the football, um, you know, lower down the leagues and basically make sure that teams aren't going to fall into administration or, you know, something similar, then, 
you know, why not do that instead of the Carabao Cup or, you know, uh, well, people won't. I know you wouldn't mind getting rid of the FA Cup, but... Um, no, 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 no. I, I've, I mentioned this at the start of the year, sort of, <clears throat> sorry, this season, and I definitely spoke to you about this, Jonathan. Um, I have a newfound love for the FA Cup because of last year and the final and person, what was going on away from football for me and, and the, the fact almost <laughs> fucking, almost, yeah, almost wrecked. Uh, Sprucefield driving home with my eyes closed, uh, screaming when uh, Timishka scored the winning penalty. So no, I, I have a, I have a new I have a newfound love for it. I've discovered love for it. So, I, but I I would I would I know you, what I meant was I would get rid of the League Cup mm-hmm. or not have Premier League teams in the League Cup if you're going to do that. Um, if you're going to have something, but but continue on. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, yeah, um, and if it's you know. If that's going to be an easy way to, I think, I can't remember. I was trying to remember during the week who it was said about um, Soccer Aid and the the amount of viewers it gets. It always fills stadiums. It always raises a ton of money. And I know it's for charity. But if we have a similar idea, like I, I would sit down and watch, like, you know, all the best players in the Premier League across two teams, you know, um, playing for for one game if it's also gonna if we're able to structure it better that the um we take out some kind of useless games maybe you know replays and and things like that um and i don't know maybe premier league teams come into competitions a bit later stuff like this they're already playing too many games also i know we're gonna hopefully have time to talk about the the world cups being right bang in the middle of seasons as well which might be more common in the future unfortunately but you know Klopp and and um pap and gerard are the three that i've heard say you know the if they can find a place on the calendar for it then why not i think that's their main concern is the players are doing, playing too many games um this is going to be one game i think if it's if it's one game and it's it's a bit of fun it's it's going to raise a shitload of money and I don't think it's it. I've seen some people gripping it in with the Super League, and I really don't think oh, it's the same. I think Brenton, we may have lost Brenton there. I know, I know what he means, Jonathan. What do you, what do you mean? What do you think about this? Am I gone? I don't know. Like I haven't really given the All Star Game a great deal of thought, to be honest. But I mean, I would wonder when they would play it, and like say they get their winter break, for example, and they decide to play it during that winter break you know if say for example Man City players represent the North Arsenal players represent the South you know if they're going to be direct rivals for the league you wouldn't want somebody going and hoofing Pacquiao Saka into the air and injuring him for a couple of months or the same with Kevin De Bruyne or I just I just feel like we don't need it and personally I wouldn't replace the League Cup for an all-star game simply due to the fact that you know, better smaller league teams love Liverpool, <clears throat> Man City, United come yeah. time, and that brings a lot of revenue from them that way. And I don't necessarily trust the Premier League to filter all this money down the league. You know, I, I understand obviously with the death of Queen Elizabeth uh, last week, they cancelled last weekend's games, which made absolutely no sense to me. Um, I thought this weekend would have been far enough to cancel games, but last weekend made no sense. Um. So I think maybe at times 
I don't know, they just don't really think things through enough and they've shown in the past you can't trust them. Even with the, the big six teams, you know, obviously someone put out an article again there recently about how we won't forget they all tried to join a Super League only two years ago. So it's, um, I just think it's a, it's a non-starter. Like I like the all-star game in the NBA because it's a different sport and it's, you know, I don't need that in football, you know what I mean? Like I like it in basketball because it's it's always been that way and it's always been Americanized and that's the way it is. And, you know, I watch it for that point. I don't I don't kind of want that in football. Um, and it's a good point Brandon made about soccer, but I don't know, like how would you even choose who's going to be in the North and South teams? Like to the public get the vote, the players get called up to these teams or I don't know what way it would work, you know. Well, Arsenal fans are mental on public vote, so the whole South team would just be Arsenal squad. Probably, um, you're quite right about that. They are a bit mad, on and Liverpool's teams. are a bit daft too. So it would just be Arsenal yeah. v Liverpool, probably. Yeah, I, I don't know. But is that I what he's saying? No, well, there, there he is. He's back. What? What? what I, I on the? I, I have no issues with the All Star Game, and I wouldn't get rid of the League Cup for the All Star Game. I get rid of the League Cup, period, because it's too much. It's too much football. There's too much of it going on, and you can you can sort of see what people are going to say. Oh, yeah, Premier League have big enough squads. Uh, they might, they, yeah, they, they might do have big enough squads, whatever. But I just don't think we need it anymore. I think it's time we did get rid of the League Cup. Uh, or sorry, what I would do is this is off different tangent. If you're in Europe, you don't play in the League Cup. Mm. If you're in the Premier League and you're in Europe, you don't play in the League Cup because like look what's going on this year. It's it's insane. There's something like I think Liverpool have like. Um, twenty-one games in the next thirty-something stupid days or something after that. There, it's after the international break. It's absolutely wild. It's far too much, and it is congested. And this is part of the. I wanted to open this up, not just talk about the All-Star game, talk about football in general. This is part of the problem. So congested this year. There is a Winter World Cup. On Gary Neville, just to go back to it, um, arsehole, weasel, complete arsehole. I used to really have a lot of time for him. I think if he just drills into as well, he's very good at some points. Something wrong, but when he drills into like football and say defensive actions or different things he's he's excellent but he keeps shooting himself in the foot constantly this the glaciers have completely wrecked his head and he keeps like literally like, there, him coming out and saying about american owners was absolutely daft fsg right yes don't get me wrong the part of the big six uh speech marks that that was completely heinous uh, and they've got a few other thing issues wrong fsg have been Brilliant for Liverpool. Not just what what was brought in player wise. Things they've set up. We have had to work with them, but they've shown that they'll work with us. Do you know what I mean? We now have a fan representation on the board through Spirit of Shankly. Spirit of Shankly group that my dad, Union My Dad, has made me join. Part of Union I'm part of. We have now a voice on the board. And that's an excellent point. He just tarnished the whole of American American ownership because he doesn't agree with the Glazers do. Or what what the Glazers have done in United, and 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 you're right. Like nothing's been mentioned about the Glazers since United have been winning games again. It's very weird how that keeps happening. But and that's wrong. I think the problem we have, and I don't know what it is like in other countries because I'm I've only really seen games. I haven't really been to a proper game in another country to see what it's like. Um, but I think we're too stuck with tradition sometimes here. Especially uh, fans of the Premier League. I don't know what it's like in Scotland. Um, but we're, it is in Northern Ireland too. We're stuck with too much sticking at the same thing we've done for years. And anyone that tries to maybe say something different 
um, be it right or wrong or something, whatever, it's just causes complete uproar. And we could actually learn, I think, things. The, the fan experience at American sports is completely different to what you get, uh, say, at a Premier League game or a European or a, fo- a soccer game in, in Europe. Completely different. It is a different beast, different animal. I've been looking to beat an NFL game. It was in London, but you wouldn't have only for the weather. You wouldn't have known it was. Com- it was. It was. I. I was just in all times walking around. What was going on? It was a completely different experience, and that isn't. For everyone, I get that. There's a balance that you have to probably find. But there is certain elements of fan ownership from America that we can take that I think could be good uh, down, in, down in the Premier League or whatever. And there is the point, too, that like we're we're talking about an all-star game here and we're talking about maybe raising money for lower down, what we need to do, and, and, and share money out. Fulham fans are being charged £100 for match tickets. Hundred pound to go to the Premier League. Hundred pound to go watch Liverpool. Now they drew two all and Mitrovic is unreal, and he had Van Dijk on toast, which is class. But a hundred pound, a hundred pound to go and see Fulham. And well, you know, do you know what I mean? There's far bigger issues here than. And I'm not just saying talk. Don't the stop, bully. He's had an idea. He's had been in a conference. He's chucked an idea out. No, he's done nothing wrong. But people jump on this and they'll ignore the fact that we're asking Fulham fans to pay a hundred pound. That's what twenty times a hundred for their season hmm. to go to games. Like fuck off. Do you know what I mean? Like it, it's complete. It, the whole thing's broken. We have a Winter World Cup coming up, which we're going to have to get into, and we will get into at some point. Then we have the potential of the twenty thirty World Cup, where we potentially have another Winter World Cup because now Saudi Arabia have joined in with Greece and Egypt to host the World Cup. The competition is Ur- Uruguay and Argentina. Or Spain and Portugal. My preference is Uruguay Argentina because it's the centenary. It marked twenty thirty. It was there in nineteen thirty when Uruguay won it. Whatever class, I won't be able to go to it. Much easier to go to Spain and Portugal than we were on. But I think yeah. for football, I think a nice thing would be Uruguay. But now the beast, Saudi Arabia, the massive elephant in the room of especially English football at the minute have got involved, and like who, like who would have thunk it, huh? What did it take them when they own it? They bought Newcastle in January, and it's what it's coming up to October now, and now they're making a bid for a World Cup. Like fuck me, like they're not hanging about. This is like this is what we like we talked about it endlessly on this pod, but this is you know what happens. The you know settle into certain areas of the sport, and there's uproar and outrage, and people write articles and people. Um, protest and then through no fault of, of you know anyone who, who protests or whatever it's forgotten about and just accepted after a while and that's sports washing and suddenly they're you know bidding for a world cup and they're probably going to get it because FIFA are corrupt as fuck um, and they'll you. just get brown envelopes Um, they'll just get brown envelopes and um, be happy to take it I mean Johnny I I don't know because I cut off there for a while I don't know if um, if it was mentioned but Johnny said as well like the Nations League is actually pointless horrendous the best thing to come out of it is the fact I'm getting the goal to see Kosovo play in Northern Ireland starting night but the only thing the only reason I'm going is to spend a bit of time party Otherwise, I'd have no interest in going. Like, yeah, the the um, 
the they basically took the international friendlies and pretended that you know there was some added bonus to them um and that there was it was a way to make them competitive really um and to probably add more games than than the international friendlies were in the past because international friendlies got so much abuse for from club managers from fans nobody watched them really um and players got injured for for their club teams and now they're expected to to play more games and the the only good thing i'll say about it is that a lot of the time they're actually playing teams who are at their level and there's not you know eight nine ten nils happening um in international friendlies which is just pointless for anyone involved like it's pointless for the team that's that's winning those games it's it's absolutely heartbreaking for the teams that are, that are losing them it's it's not offering them anything um but yeah the um the winter world cup um i think we're unfortunately gonna see more and more stuff like that happening and it's is it really um such a bad idea now obviously the details haven't been nailed down or anything but is it such a bad idea to maybe have a one-off all-star game to and, and i'm not saying like oh i definitely want this but i'm just saying how it's it's not that of a ridiculous idea that it needs to be it's, it's not that, that that that's that was my like that was my point and i could hear johnny agreeing with me it's todd bully chucked an idea out at a conference to talk about an all-star game and there was this massive uproar as if i don't know he'd beheaded a journalist do you know what i mean there's this humongous uproar as if he'd done something heinous and and he and he really wasn't. Do you know what I mean? He had just said, "What about an idea like this?" Now, as I did say, I think he chucked in with it. The we'll look after the pyramid type thing and filter it down to try and sweeten it. And I didn't agree with that from him. If he had just stuck to what he said, whatever, um, I'd have had more sort of not respect. I do respect whatever. But um, yeah, it, it was weird for me. I don't. I don't mind it either. The idea of it, whatever. I, I don't think it's a gore. The charity shield is like a friendly with a trophy at the end of it anyway. If it were to go and something happened where you had something like that, whatever, that might fit in. But um yeah, I think there's there's far, far, far bigger issues um the football needs to address. Like I like Johnny, you've got tickets for Arsenal V Fulham for thirty quid, wasn't it? Yeah, the day before. Um on the ticket exchange. Now I was very lucky to get that ticket for that price. There were other tickets available. Um, one was like a hundred and seventy quid or something stupid like that. Um, <laughs> that that now that is a, like club level. That's you know it's you're not sitting in with just everyday fans at club level. Um, so you get like your wine dines with bullshit. Aye. What what's that. the standard ticket price then at 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 the Emirates? That's too much to spend um, on, on Paddy Rancho. <laughs> well, Paddy Renshaw thought. Um, I think Paddy said he would he would have spent up to like ninety pounds or something. So nah, he's daft. I mean, the most I've spent going to Arsenal was ninety six pound. Um, that was Spurs at home, so that's like Kevin Yeah, um, the but that's Arsenal awesome Spurs. I, like, like yeah, what are it's still, it's still ridiculous though. It's still ridiculous though. Like ninety six pounds yeah. still ridiculous for a game of football. Um, the following, I don't know what category following, but they probably were, see, because they're newly promoted, even though it was London Derby. Um, 
but yeah, I agree. Like the hundred pound do what? And no disrespect to follow Mike, but go fuck yourself. I wouldn't have. Um, <laughs> I think no disrespect, and then completely disrespects them. <laughs> nice. <laughs> fuck them anyway. Like I mean, you mentioned the community shield there. Like, why not Americanize it? I mean, I know I said like I wouldn't really agree with it, but like who gives a shit? Like it's it's a frame. It's friendly with the trophy at the end. Why not make it a big family day out? Because the, I've been to two of them, and to be quite honest, what you see in the round the ground is sort of a lot of families and um, you know young kids who maybe wouldn't get to go to a cup final normally. So you know you see a lot of fans normally on holiday when the community shields on. So it's a good opportunity to get families in and just get people down to Wembley and like do, do, do you know what I would do? What I would do was, you know, the team of the season. Mm-hmm. I'd have them, and you'd have to have now extra so players that were just close, so they start as subs, and have them play like a world eleven. Mm. Do you know that type of thing? And have them at the start of the season, before the season starts, um, or if you want to, at the very end of the season when everything's over and done and dusted, they play a match. It's all for charity. You can fill a stadium. You can go round and fill a stadium. Take change it every year. Fill a stadium, whatever, and then. That's how you do it, and that can work into that way, and you or can get rid the of the community idea, shield at the start of the year. Then, if like the idea UK is to 11. what, like it's it's a bit like a UK eleven against the rest of Europe, sort of yeah type yeah, of thing like that. Yeah, yeah. I suppose it is, or but like could, the the soccer aid sort of thing. If you could switch it yeah. around, um, you know, sometimes you play like a select MLS eleven if you want to. Um, if the idea is to try and promote the Premier League in a different um, sort of area of the world, you know, you, yeah. can, you can do a European 11, you can do a South American 11, you can do an MLS 11 and, and rotate it each year if, if you're trying to do that. And, um, you know, I'm sure you're you're going to get um, advertisers wanting to wanting to sponsor that game and you can market the fuck out of it um to these different markets um make the adidas crack what like you can have a team sponsored by nick and a team sponsored by adidas and that could be another way to market it too like you know they used to do a thing i don't know if they still do it but in the gaa when in the all-stars they used to go away and you could that's you i don't think that yeah, well, I think they played those rules too. But I think the the actual all stars used to go away and maybe play like an exhibition. I think it was mostly a drinking session before. But you could you could do what you Brett and you were saying. Like they could you could have the Premier League, we'll call it the all stars, and then they go to America and play an MLS select or whatever, or they go to Australia, and you can promote it that way, and you can get rid of the charity shield if you want because nobody really cares about it, like, um, and different things, and and you can fit fit it in that way, but. I I I thought it was good to start. I actually thought it was for Todd Bully to start the conversation was good. It's just like he's had such a manic ten to twelve days, where and then it came out. You're just like, Jesus, this man is on a mission here, just to like completely wreck things and 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 just chuck grenades every right, left, and center. But um, it was certainly interesting. But my issue around the whole thing was that there, you know, there's far bigger things wrong with football that we urgently need to fix and. We're going to have this Winter World Cup. I'm going to watch it. I don't agree with Qatar and things that go on with Qatar completely. I'm still going to watch it. Well, people make of that what you will. And then the, we are, let's face it, we're probably going to get a World Cup now in Saudi Arabia, Greece and Egypt in 2030, unless something happens. Um, 
and at the minute it looks like Uruguay and Argentina potentially at the front, but uh, I think that new bid only has, has only been sort of rumoured or announced in the last week or so, or a couple of weeks or whatever, so that's probably going to caboose that and, and take that over. But Yeah, I... In a good way, I mean, like... Well, Argentina. Yeah. yeah, I think it'd be brilliant. I think I think that's what I would want. Um, as I said, we won't get. I won't. I won't get there. Like, um, but um, that I would want it over. <clears throat> pardon me, over there. I think, and there's something about South American World Cup. We saw like Brazil was class, starting to class. Uh, I know there's infrastructure <laughs> issues afterwards, and Bolsonaro's national. But this isn't a politics podcast. But um, certainly, like the South American fans, I think adds so much to a World Cup. And if you have a World Cup in Argentina and Uruguay, it'd be be chaos but a lot to happen before that um, I think that'll sort of unless you two had w- wanted something else to jump in before we finish up um, oh, I could say plenty of things but we don't have the time we'll save them and we'll make the time which is just a short one this week because it international break there's things going on yesterday and we just sort of had a little short one this week we'll maybe be back towards the end of the week at the weekend talk. we'll actually do it this weekend maybe Jonathan we'll book it in and we'll do one where we'll talk about the issues around football and things we think should need to fix first. We'll do that then. Um, Just as well as but, that, um, the, the, the upcoming game week uh, in the Premier League is is not for a couple of weeks um, yeah. because of the international break. And But we, I think we should maybe look at, because um, people maybe forget at that stage, like the state of affairs, where we are, how many games teams have played. Yeah. Because it's, it's a big game week in terms of like Arsenal are playing Spurs, United are playing City. Um, Liverpool, Chelsea back in action to try and Liverpool play Brighton. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be easy. Um, They're a new manager. So Definitely. We'll do a review. We'll do a catch up. That'll all be back uh, at the weekend. Um, hopefully, get a few more of us on as well. The lads are all free. But And I am going to try and write something the next couple of days as well and put it up on the socials. Folks, thanks for listening. Hope you've enjoyed that. If you agree with us, disagree with us, get in touch. Get us on, uh, get us on Twitter. Pop a bubble pod. That's your best place to get us. You can get us on Instagram too, um, but probably your safest bet to get us on Twitter. Pop a bubble pod. All of us will say stuff as well. We'll get involved in the conversation. Let us know what you think. Um, was it such a bad idea? Well, let me put a post out and, and ask this. Was it such a bad idea at Tub Bullies? Or are there far bigger things in football we should be worrying about and paying more attention to? And Gary Nell's a tube. You can get us on Patreon at footballbubble forward slash patreon.com. As I said, all the podcast uh, apps that you use, type in the Football Bubble Pod, will come up. You'll find us. Uh, enjoy the national break. If you do, I'm off to Windsor Park on Saturday night with Patrick to watch Northern Ireland v Kosovo. Need to learn some Kosovonian. I don't know what's right. <laughs> Need to learn the national anthem and some language for it. And um, yeah, speak to you again soon and good luck.